This is the Comedy Kiosk podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, ideas, and everything else regarding comedy. I've added that new bit specially for this episode. Everything else, we discuss everything else as well. My name is Igor Monday. And I'm David Munoz, and we'll be discussing the hygiene of comedy. Oh no, not this episode? The hygiene of comedy? Yeah, well you said everything. We're going to discuss everything. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean that we should wash the microphone? Oh yeah, COVID dude, COVID. Oh no. Actually, this is, I, I don't even want to, but I cannot imagine how dirty a microphone at the comedy club is oh yeah especially those like you know in some clubs they have open mics with like 20 25 participants mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like this imagine in two hours 25 people coming in and you know there's going to be a few spitters in there a out few of 20 people there's going to be a few spitters there's going to be mostly spitters yeah but all right yeah so what's the oh. actual topic today david because this was again your idea to discuss this what's the topic yeah. can you explain the reasoning behind it well when's a good start when's a good time to start comedy i mean um i started in well i guess mid 30s 7 8 p.m <laughs> but no mid 30s you started in your mid 20s and when you hear like a lot of other people discussing comedy especially from america and england you know they consider even your age to be kind of like a little bit late to start like they i started the game late i was 27 and you're like really that's late but they do consider it late to start in comedy like by then you should have already been doing it for a few years and i started in my mid-30s and i would say i probably didn't really get into it until i was getting closer to 40s like that's when it really started kicking off so when is a good time so what are the pros and cons well as you say like in uh, some countries people start much earlier people here start very young now if you look at the russian comedy scene mm-hmm. if you look at russian stand-up most kind of weekday open mics that are for actual like beginners yeah. uh, newbies well, you would see that the average age of an open micer is like maybe 17 <laughs> 17 18 so it's basically kind of school high school maybe uni students pupils who kind of bring their friends then to those that, mics that is so russian though that's so russian like you know you, you start them like they want to have a korean ballet you start them when they're six years old you start like training their feet you start cracking those bones make sure they got the perfect point if they want to be like a concert pianist they're drilling rachmaninoff by the age by the time they're 10 they're playing rachmaninoff blindfolded like now now the same thing they've gone all russian with the stand-up comedy we start you at 17 okay you start doing stage time at 17 you finish your exams in Russian and you go perform, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's not like the, the cultural thing or something. I think it's just now there is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So people start using this opportunity earlier, right? Because you mentioned when did we start? We started at this age, not because we didn't care about comedy before, mm-hmm. uh, but at least I'll share my personal experience and situation. So I was always into comedy and stand-up when i say always i mean not when i was six but i think the and i think we talked about it in one of the previous episodes where we discussed like how we got into comedy and stuff i remember watching this uh pablo francisco bit when i was maybe 16 mm-hmm. or something and thinking how brilliant that is i started watching jimmy carr and stuff like this at maybe 18 19 yeah. so i if there was an open mic then mm-hmm. i would definitely go and try it but yeah. where i lived like in a relatively small student uh, city back in croatia there was no stand-up there was only stand-up in the capital and it was only beginning back then like mm-hmm. there was only open mics and stuff like this yeah. so 
when I moved to Moscow, I looked for such opportunities. There were only open mics in Russian back then and also only open mics kind of once a week in some very obscure, faraway place, things like right. this. So the first English speaking open mic that happened in Moscow happened in August 2014. Mm -hmm. The first set I did was November 2014. So as soon as I've heard of it, so first time I had a chance, I performed. Let's call yeah. it like this. But by that time, I was already 26. Yeah. So it's not a matter of motivation or something. It's a matter of I just didn't have this chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I, I, I could say that... Um well, sort of similar. I was in a uni town. Actually, I remember a guy uh, when I was on campus, uh, I was uh, in a dormitory and one of the guys in the same dormitory as me, he ended up doing his own stand-up show at the uni bar because uh, most all universities in Australia pretty much have like a uni bar with like, you know, uh, like a little mini pub part of it, you know, student council pays for it and stuff like that, cheap drinks. It's a place to socialize and have events and bands play and stuff like that. And he organized his own stand-up show. And I don't know. It was just really weird. It was like, oh, I thought, oh, you can do that? Well, that's weird. And then I remember I kind of went, oh, I wish I could do that. But I had nothing. Like, I had no material because I couldn't practice. He, at least he was, he was studying art, if I recall. Uh, no, art, sorry. He was studying uh, acting. So he was in the performing arts sort of thing already. So I've kind of figured, oh, yeah, that's why. I didn't I only got into it when a friend of mine invited me after, you know, we or a new friend that I just made who uh, organized events and we'd had uh, we would been at the same same dinner party because of this. He heard me tell some stories, thought I was hilarious and thought, oh, you should do that in front of people. And I kind of went, yes. Someone has seen my potential. You know, kind of ridiculous sort of idea. And, and now I kick myself because I did live in Australia. Now, Australia does not have a great comedy scene. And from hearing other comedians from Australia speaking, it's difficult. Like, unless you're in Melbourne or Sydney, the comedy scene is very small. And usually when to do it, you know, to make money, you've got to start doing tours of small towns and things like that. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's not a fun thing. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. But the point is that, yeah, so I, I, I had some opportunities, but I didn't know how to take advantage of it. And it was here that by accident I saw on Facebook, you guys sort of starting it sort of thing. And I remember it was Gleb was there. Nikolai was there. Ivan was there. How old were you at this point? I when you did your first... And I remember, again, we talked about this previously, about your attempts at comedy back home. But in, in Moscow, when you kind of... 2014 as well, or maybe 2015? No, it, it, was, it wasn't 14 because... Probably beginning of 2015. Maybe, then. maybe. I think you kind it of... Was, I remember it was during winterish sort of time. I think we met a year after I started. So yeah. it would be autumn 15, I think. Autumn 15? Something like this, probably. I just remember it was cold. I think it would be autumn. Ah, yes. The first time I did it at the... Yeah, because I went to a couple of shows. But it was, wasn't at Jim and Jack's. It was at a different place. Then, yeah. Then it was like getting to autumn. It was after a summer or something like that. So, yeah. 2015. So, so I was 36. So oh, okay. Because that's... Because in my head, I was like, okay, that was six years ago. Now you're... Uh, okay, so you were 54. <laughs> <laughs> so you were 36. Yeah, about 36. 36 yeah. when you, let's say more or less seriously started performing yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, i think it's a shame that i mean we are like 10 years difference between mm -hmm. like my 26 and your 36 so it's already a good start it's a shame we don't have someone who was 16 when they started <laughs> also on this episode just to see th that distinction right to, well we to draw did parallels. but we killed them and because you know just they weren't funny <laughs> yeah stupid little kids yeah what do they know about life yeah. what can they talk about 
And I definitely know some people because when I started 2014, there were a couple of other guys who started as well. And they were at that point something like 39, 40. Yeah. So already kind of knocking on their 40s or, or in for, in their 40s as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, this is why I don't know have you noticed this actually. And you definitely, I don't think you've ever been to any Russian stand-up shows right here in Moscow. No, no. So if you go to a Russian stand-up show, it's a very different makeup of both comics and audience because you would see that performers, as I said, well, they can range. There are definitely some kind of older guys as well because now it's also a very trendy thing to do. Yeah. So I've, I've seen people who are, I don't know, like a 45-year-old mother of three you know like now the kids are at uni or something she kind of uh, has a career has a family that, that she's done things she wanted yeah now she can do stuff or let's say she's done things she's needed or whatever yeah now she can do what she wants let's call it basically like this. it's become the 21st century pottery club yeah yeah it's something like this yeah it's a book club it's a, one of those like you know margarita club yeah. whatever macrame you we're gonna do macrame i'm gonna do stand up what's the what's the thing they do in uh you've seen have you seen the second season of the series we talked about uh why women kill was oh the yeah i started watching the, the second garden one garden yeah. club garden, garden club, club yeah yeah so i guess stand up is a new garden club <laughs> so yeah so you can see such kind of people as well yeah. uh, but mostly i would say majority of comics kind of up and coming mm. on open mics and so on not established comics are very young yeah. but then the audience as well if you go to a russian stand-up show the audience is like 18 to 25 right. that's that's the, the the age range if you go to our shows which are in the same city in the same like on the same facebook instagram promoted and everything i think our target audience is let's say 23 to 45 something yeah, like this yeah. at some shows at some kind of paid shows with foreign headliners and stuff i would say even 30 to 60 people who can who have some kind of disposable income yeah. who can afford a paid show mm -hmm. and can value a foreign comic coming from let's say scotland or states or somewhere to perform here so the difference is the market is very different yeah and one thing i don't know have you noticed this but i talked to oleg who is my uh, co-producer and uh, co-founder of the club mm -hmm. where we mostly perform uh, a few days ago and we realized that all of our residents are 30 plus all right all of our residents are 30 plus which is a very unusual we have some open micers that are also like young people who show up here and there but yeah. the, the residents are doing it for at least two three years that have their strong 10 20 or something that are regularly at our shows that are paid shows yeah. they're all 30 plus hmm. what do you think that is well i think that is because there was no english comedy in moscow until six years ago so if you kind of if you started at as i was then 26 i'm yeah. now 33 wait yeah. that doesn't yeah it does it does because yeah. this year it's going to be my seventh year of performing basically right. so yeah so basically i think it's just because it, it appeared so late yeah this platform this possibility that people started joining as soon as it became available but they were already a little bit past their prime at this point <laughs> i would say but but this is this is the real question i think that you wanted to ask is is it too late well, like is it ever too late what do you think as a person who joined i would say not late. quite late in life but quite late for like a performance arts and stuff to, to start doing something new so mm. what, what would you say well i think it's i think comedy is very interesting when it comes to stand-up I don't think it has quite the age restriction than other art forms. For example, musician. 
When was the last time you saw a breakout band of people in their 40s? Like they, they literally just exploded on the seed and all the all the musicians and the Sorry, exploded on the seed scene. <laughs> That's a, I don't know what kind of concerts you go to watch, but there is no seed explosion at the ones I are uh, gardening concerts. What else? Oh yeah. Lots obvious. of seeds there. Lots of seeds. Uh, so, but the point is, uh, but like you don't see that, right? You don't, you, I've never seen a band that just comes out of nowhere and all the musicians are in the fort and like, I've been doing this for 20 years or I've been doing this for 10 years or, Hey, we just formed in a garage last week and we're just awesome. You never see that with musicians. So, you know, there's, I mean, really musicians, you got to, at the latest in your early thirties, after that, you're, it's really unlikely you're going to make it out unless maybe you're a DJ who's wearing a helmet. No one knows how old you are. Pretty much it's a young person's game being a, a rock star, for example, right? A musician, like a pop musician of in the mainstream genres or whatever, even metal or whatever, but like maybe blues, you can sort of do it, maybe metal, but I mean, it's very unlikely. So anyway, that's music, but stand up, I think is a different kettle of fish. It's, you can come in at any age, really, I think. I think it's like one of those things because for, to be a musician, any, even a DJ or whatever, even like a singer, songwriter, kind of acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. whatever, I think you need a certain mindset you need a certain energy, energy definitely <laughs> and you need that lifestyle like if you do get picked up for like a, yeah. a label or something a contract a tour you need to have that stamina right yeah. but for stand-up you still you can still tour you can still do the circuit you but can that's still just it. when you're doing you're hearing a lot of these like americans who, who who will get in the car and they will travel all the way even big namers like you know christopher titus or something like that they still do tours where they get in the car and they're driving all along America, you know, doing, you know, shows every weekend or even a couple of times a week. And they go from one end of America to the other and back again. Like he goes from California all the way through the south. Then he hits, you know, like New York and then comes all the way through the north. And by the end, he's got what would be a special. And then he records the special in San Diego or whatever. And there he is. But he still has to do the, the hard yards, even in his what he's well he's older than i am i believe i think he's late 40s or something like that or maybe even close to 50s but and he's still doing that i mean you still need the stamina to be a comedian i think yeah but it's different when you're just kind of entering the this market i mean everyone like rolling stones and stuff they still tour mm-hmm. and whatever like paul mccartney still tours and stuff like this even though they're 700 years old mm-hmm. but i mean that's that's the thing but when you perform as a comedian you don't have to jump on stage you don't have to you know you just stand there and tell your joke sometimes sit so you <laughs> know but and i think the whole traveling experience is different and the whole lifestyle is different but this is also we're talking about he didn't just start this He's doing this for like 30 years, right? Yeah. So the fact that he's now in his late 40s, but doing this already for 30 years is different than if he would just start. But no, but this, but the thing is, no, but you can still just start. Like as in Rolling Stones and, and Paul McCartney, all these people, but they didn't start old. They started young. They, it's just that one, they've never kind of fully fallen out of fashion. They've still highly respected. Two, they never gave up, uh, even if some people think they should have. <laughs> but they've never given up on doing it. And, you know, they're, they're still doing this stuff. That's the difference there. Technically now, a stand-up comedian, like, okay, I know it decreases the older you get chances, but I would still have a chance, for example, of doing a, a really good Edinburgh show, going on TV a few times, and building up and eventually releasing a special, and it being selling well and me being able to fill out let's say like the apollo or or some venue like it is still technically possible for someone 
to just don't scoff at me <laughs> but uh but you know it's it is possible i'm not saying necessarily me but anyone could technically do it you can be older and feel and i was just coming up with a theory while you were explaining it i'm wondering do you think it's the comedian that has that requires the stamina or the performance requires or do you think it's the audience because think about who goes to concerts when you get to a certain age i think a lot of people just go ah oh, i'm too old to wait in line to do this then to go into like the mosh pit bounce around for the next couple of hours i'm just too old for that shit you know what i mean while with stand-up, the audience doesn't have to do anything. The audience sits and enjoys a show in comfort, like going to the cinema. You can be any age to go to the cinema. It's not a young person's game. Stand-up comedy is the same. It's not a young person's game. But going to a rock concert, you need to be young, pretty much. Older people going there is a small group. They, they're the ones who they get the balcony seats and, you know, they sit there even for old school bands. It's the young people who are generally in the middle or the hardcore never want to grow up types, you know, the ones who are reliving their youth, at least for one night. Well, what do you reckon? In this, if you look at it this way, then I would say that, yeah, it's uh, you can start at any at any age because you will find your audience because even if you start at 40 even if you stop at 50 or 60 yeah. you start comedy you will have some people that are 50 or 60 in the audience and you can relate to them and exactly. it's going to be still kind of still relatable still mm -hmm. relevant and and still interesting to someone but yeah. on the other hand what what i wanted to say is that you you're comedians tour comedians spend energy and stamina and so on on, on comedy definitely but if you start at 20 by the time you're 50, your traveling experience and touring experience and so on will be way different yeah. than if you started 40. And we talked about our kind of small local tours that we do here in in Russia, mostly around Moscow, the cities that are, that are accessible on like a night on a train or something like this yep. uh, on our two episodes on the road, on the road part two. So, which oddly enough was more popular than on the road part one, which we both can't figure out why. If someone could explain to us in people the like comments, sequels, that would be great. Oh, yeah. Have you have you been to check check the cinemas? People like sequels. We should do like oh, on the God. road prequel, the reboot before we went on the road. <laughs> on the we'll do that next time. Be beginning of the road, and we will release it a year after the original on the road, on the road. yeah yeah so maybe next time when we go on the road we can do it as a prequel but yeah so when we talked about what kind of conditions do we do we actually live in when we travel that we usually share an airbnb that there can be a guy who doesn't open the doors for us when it's minus 20 Jesus that we sleep Christ. in trains that we you know and this is something i'm okay with now because it's just fun traveling with friends and performing uh, for new audiences true, yeah. but and for example, the last European tour I did, it was three of us, and I, I mentioned it before as well. And in some places we lived in, I wouldn't say in luxury, but in comfort. Mm -hmm. But in some places where we booked kind of last moment and it's a popular touristic city like Copenhagen and anything that you, if you want to like sleep in your own room, in your own bed, you will pay for it, I don't know, uh, 500 euros a night. Yeah. So obviously we, because that's the money we can't pay back with comedy. So we looked for a compromise where we can stay it's going to be let's say comfortable to an extent but also affordable and so on and then so you upstairs. paid a homeless guy to use his box for yeah. the night 
yeah i wouldn't pay we just kicked him out oh but okay. th that's so yeah i'm saying like but then if you are a comedian with 20 30 years of experience you don't mm -hmm. travel you don't, like ricky gervais doesn't oh, travel and sleep in an airbnb he, he sleeps in a like a, he proudly says that he doesn't he's like screw that i go you know like five star six star yeah of course all the way. of course but then he's got shit loads of money yeah but that's the i mean not only him uh, obviously like when we had jim gaffigan here in yeah. moscow he didn't stay in a airbnb <laughs> in one of our flats yeah, like yeah. hey jim you can use the spare bed so when we have some traveling comedian that hits us up like hey guys i'm traveling through moscow can i do a show or can i do a set yes of course you can and we'll pay you a fee and so on but the rest is up to you to figure out do you want to sleep in a hostel or you want to bunk with one of us or whatever sure yeah. you're welcome but when you have like a headlining star then they sleep in a presidential suite at the best hotel in the city. So yeah. that's how it works. They, they, their tours are on completely different level yeah. than our tours. So if I now I'm 33 and I'm starting to be a bit too old for this shit, yeah. to be honest, like for the for the kind of extensive travel and this kind of tours that I've done, travel, perform, travel, perform. Because the first two tours I've done around Europe, they were literally like you're 10 days on tour, you have mm -hmm. eight shows. So we would like wake up, get on a type of type of transport, plane, bus, train, something, arrive, mm -hmm. check in, perform, party, sleep, repeat. So it was like Groundhog Day of shows, sleep, and party, mm -hmm. uh, or at party, like after, like socializing with people after after the show. Yeah. But I mean, that was when I was maybe twenty eight, and it was already kind of hard for me. Now I can't imagine like doing two three such tours a year maybe one a year just yeah. for the sake of it for some for for just i don't know for fun for myself but i see at some point down the line in a few years this is going to be too much for me as well so yeah. by then i hope to reach some kind of level of recognition i don't know exposure and so on that i can also claim some level of comfort otherwise <laughs> even these local tours where it's i don't know two three hours on the train from moscow is going to be very very hard to deal with because i have to well, recover I'm already there i'm still doing it <laughs> Yeah, but this is because at this point we don't. Because you're we, desperate, David. Yeah, yes. No, at this point we don't have much choice because yeah. we are we are the age we are, but the scene is only six years old. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of, it's easier to be a parent when you're 25 than you're 55. But if you have a kid, you have a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's we have a, a child. Of a, of a scene, <laughs> yeah. and we have to we have to deal with it. We have to yeah. you know work with it so that's the so but it's it's really the question is i think not about some kind of physical capability right it's energy and stamina mm -hmm. and so on it's it's one thing the other thing i think it's also the opportunities do you think yeah. that our opportunities are smaller or bigger than someone who started at 16 17 as i mentioned these like kind of high school kids do you think that they're just kind of stupid kids who don't know what humor is and thus we have much better chance to like actually write good bits to to create some kind of community around us to network to target the right people or do you think it's like more bigger experience bigger chances to make it oh hang on so okay just to clarify a little bit so what you're saying is that the young person is not taking it seriously not or necessarily you're saying I mean, they don't have the experience i'm saying that uh, a young person mm -hmm. might have not might have i mean i remember myself at like 17 18 right the mindset i had and understanding of the world and so on would definitely not be the one that i would 
that anyone would be interested to yeah. see on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think when you are on at some point in your life, you're some age, you can you understand the world better you can recognize not only in in actual material but in yeah. general in life you can understand your opportunities you can meet the right people shake the right hands network create community uh you can it's easier for you mm -hmm. to maybe capitalize on your on your opportunities while when you're a kid you can do it every day a week but it's is it, so is it that that's the real question is it uh, you know what i mean so yeah yeah so okay well, what i was gonna so what i would say is well one it depends on the person because um i think i remember like do you remember the the scottish guy that we had visit us the comedian stephen carlin yes right so when he was around steve how could i forget steve yeah he was a man guy. steve he was yeah. cool he was, he was uh, a great guy yeah yep yeah. and um i remember i was talking to him and you know because he was i think he's about the same age as i am like we're about the same age and i've obviously started much later than he has sort of thing but i was talking about how you know he's like oh so when did you start and i said oh, i only started you know i started late and he was like oh yeah you know it doesn't really matter when you start just you know do whatever and i said yeah but i don't think i could have done it when i was younger like yourself i'm like i i couldn't have done it because i wasn't opinionated enough i wasn't strong enough in my convictions i was i was too easy to want to placate other people like to kind of be like oh yeah your opinion matters and and like no no yeah you know that i could see your point of view and and trying to be the nice friendly person who didn't want to ruffle any feathers now i still am that kind of person actually i would say i don't like you know hurting people's feelings or attacking anyone's opinions and stuff like that but I also have probably have my limits now a little bit lower. So if I see someone blatantly doing it, instead of trying to like turn a blind eye, I might still do it in, in public, but on stage I can then go, that guy's a dick. Um, and I don't feel any problem with that. Like even if the guy were to hear it, I'd be like, yes, yes, you are. Um, I don't care. So at this point, I think it's to do with, in that regard, age, like the older you get, maybe the less you care to a certain point, or like you kind of figure out more what's more important than others. Like, okay, that person's opinion is more important than that person's opinion. So I don't care. Also, you're more willing to maybe stand up for what you want. But at the same time, I think it depends on the person because you still get young people who have who are very passionate, who might have something that they can go for. I mean, look at people like Dave Chappelle, Bill Hicks. All of them started when they were like 16, like Chris Rock and all the rest. Those guys started when they were 16 and they never gave up. They, they were relentless because they had a passion. They had that drive and they were opinionated and they were they were giving their, their thoughts, even if it was right or wrong. It didn't matter. They were trying to find ways to get it out there. And maybe the only difference is maybe their opinions would change over time it's like when f someone uh, asked eddie murphy about like his old stand-up bits and you know that some of it was homophobic and he goes well it was the era of the time and i actually do regret it like you know i wish i hadn't said that i didn't know any better at the time i was young i was dumb i was just saying things to get a laugh the thing is but he still had the chops he still had the skill like there was nothing to deny that like eddie murphy in his that's the, was brilliant. That's the problem. So we're now at that point that even so, I started at 26. If someone has a recording of my first ever performance, I cannot use the excuse I was young and stupid. I was 26. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, this 20s is, is still young and stupid, in my opinion. I'm sorry, but I, I do think that 20s is still okay, young and stupid. Granddad, yeah. I mean, okay, your first bit when you were 36. I definitely could not use that excuse, and I know there's there's little bits that I'm like, ooh, I didn't word it that well. Like I, that's not my intention. My intention was, but I do understand that it might come across as one way and i'm like oh nuts all i can say is i was an inexperienced comedian and the point that i was trying to make was ham was done in a ham-fisted kind of way so i apologize for any offense if something of mine were to one day pop up as an offensive thing like all i can say is 
A, maybe the era, like when it was said, and B, I didn't have Scott, and that's the difference. It's like Eddie Murphy and all those guys and Bill Hicks, whether you agree with them or not, they had the skill because they developed the skill from the age of 16 or whatever when they started. So by the time they got to their mid-20s and were doing their specials, they had the skills. The problem that you could say is they just didn't have the right attitude or the right opinion. They had an immature way of thinking of things, maybe. Um, Well, on the other hand, if you started older, you have maybe the right ideas, you have more experience, you have a more nuanced way of thinking about things. You're maybe better at noticing the hypocrisies of the world because you don't just accept things as they are, but at the same time, you don't necessarily just knee-jerk reaction, hate everything and rebel against something that's, you know, you're kind of a bit more discerning in your tastes. But you don't have the skill. I think, yeah, well, in general, regarding anything in life, the older you get, the harder it is to learn new things. Yeah. Right? So skills, new skills. But I think the flip side of stand-up here is that you don't really need that much. Like, you basically, because if I think of myself at 20, I don't think I could do stand-up, even though I always wanted to and just there was no opportunity. I don't think I could do stand-up because I was like a shy, little, timid kid, you know? So I would be like, oh, what if I say something and then someone doesn't like it and they hate me for it and not everyone laughs and so on. And now I'm like, you know, okay, I'll I'll tell a joke, no one will laugh. That's because they're stupid and they're not smart enough to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I I have some self-esteem, I have some, like, ego, I have some unreasonable Mm -hmm. uh, amount, not as some comics that I know personally who have too much of it and, you know, they would even go to argue with the room, why aren't you assholes laughing? I'm I'm genius, and so on. Not, Not to that extent. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, I can perform now because I think I matured enough to be ready to perform publicly. I think not everyone, when you're younger, you're not maybe ready for public performances and and to have even that platform to be heard by dozens or hundreds of people. I don't think it's always it's always good for a young person to have such a platform. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like Instagram these days. Some of the photos you see people posting, you're thinking, I don't think it's a good thing that you have Instagram. I don't think you realize just what you've put out there onto the world forever now. I mean, if you, I don't know. I started my Facebook, I think, in 2008, maybe. Oh, have you ever seen some of, like, one of your, like, your first comments? And you're yes. like, oh, my God, what a sycophantic little shit you are. Yes. I mean, like... Oh, it's even, disgusting and disturbing. Even when I see things from, like, a year or two years ago, I sometimes cringe. But much less because a year or two years ago, I was already an adult. And but thinner. when I see something... We were thinner, dude. And thinner? Why does... <laughs> how does that factor in? <laughs> because you just, look back and you go, damn it. I didn't have a gut. <laughs> just randomly in the middle of a podcast episode where we discuss something completely unrelated, this man just called me fat. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, so and yeah. myself, and myself too. Yeah, yeah, we know what you meant. So I, I look at the like a comment or a post or something from I don't know, 2011, 10 years yeah. ago when I was 23, mm. and I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah. this is not even like. First of all, who cares? Like, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up, you little loser. But yeah. second of all, also like you know, it just so cringe you know it's just do you think do you think like if you think about it in a meta kind of way imagine so you're like you post this message when you're 23 at the time you are worried 
Like you probably posted it and you were looking to see any like tick count. Like who's going to like it? How many people are going to like it? And you're like, oh my God, is everyone, is anyone going to hate it? Is someone going to think like I should just shut the fuck up? And is anyone going to call me a loser? Like underneath their breath, they're going to be looking at it going, my God, what a loser. I bet someone's looking at it and thinking I'm a loser. And then realizing, not realizing it, but it's going to be you who looks back at your own message. And he's, he's the one, the one that you're afraid of is you. The person you're most afraid of is yourself in 10 to 20 years. I think that's actually a metaphor for all our lives. The person we're most afraid of is ourselves. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, I... I, I <laughs> and even, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is... And what I kind of posted and what I talked about and so on, it's maybe 10% of what most of my friends and other, like, you know, peers at that at that stage in my life yeah. did. So I cannot imagine... But some of them sadly don't feel any cringe or, cringe or regret because they haven't changed the slightest. So yeah. that's, you know... But anyways, so if I did comedy back then, and if someone recorded it, put on YouTube or something, I don't know, or even at least if my friends came, if God forbid my family came and so on, I can't yeah. imagine what kind of stupid, horrible shit I would say without realizing, you know... However... The, the stupid, horrible shit that you would have said. Now, maybe your parents would have just tisked and shook their heads at you, but your friends probably would have loved it because your friends would have been thinking the exact same way because they were stupid, horrible little shits as well, just like you were. So you actually would have been popular. You would have sold tickets because the thing is you would have been appealing to another gr whole crowd of people who are stupid, annoying little shits. It's basically what we look at when we look at Instagram stars these days. And the thing is your parents would have shaken their head, tis, 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 and said, when you're older, you're going to regret having said that. Or they're going to say, you'll, be, you'll, you'll know better once you're older. And the thing is you'll look at them and you would have gone, ah, what the hell do you know, old man, old woman, you can't tell me what to do i'm you know young and full of ideas you're the old guard grow up that's some nice supporting parents you have there dave because yeah. mine would just say we are disappointed <laughs> uh, but mine a bit more articulate okay <laughs> yeah so i mean this is this is one side of it that i think i just i don't think i was ready to publicly share any yeah. stories and ideas and jokes whatever until yeah. i was about 25 which is good that i had my first opportunity at 26 <laughs> you know so i think it <laughs> timing yeah yeah so i think yeah it's maybe maybe the right time for me it was the right time i don't know overall what is the right time to yeah. start but also I, I the other question is is it ever too late well no and yes i think it depends on one what your goals are um and you have to because okay the, the model that we have now right that the standard model is that you start going to open mics you slowly get better you then start doing like other positions like you you selected mic nights and stuff like that you get invited to these things eventually you might even get to headliner and you start touring okay i'm not talking about the moscow experience i'm talking about the general international american british thing you start touring you then drive your car around for ages and of course to do that it's best that you're young because like you said you're probably sleeping in some shitholes and things like that and still looking for the one dollar taco bell deal or whatever to you know get get your feed for the day you're going through all that and that's the general standard you do that for a while you do more headlighters back home and then eventually you will try to get yourself on tv or a special or do some festivals and get noticed right but that's assuming that you're starting in the 20s because that's the usual model that's where all the lot of the big comedian comedians came from and yeah if you look at big com name comedians there's not many who started old, but some did. Rodney Dangerfield, for example. Whether you like his stuff or not, the guy was really great at making jokes. Like, he format set up the whole thing. He started, uh, I think, in his 40s or 50s. He, he didn't get recognized for ages. And he'd actually done, from what I understood, I think he did stand up for a while, gave up. 
got a normal job and then after a while he went back to it you know uh and tried it again uh so it is possible but then i think you do it differently i think once you're in your 40s or 50s you're not doing so much the touring part you might look for different possibilities you might try to look for uh maybe more local tours or or doing summer stuff like you know going to resorts or something i i don't know but that sort of thing you know i think nowadays it's uh, as we talked that uh, as we talked about this on one of the episodes as well that modern world has opened up the possibilities for stand-up and you can just yeah record your own self-produced special yeah. put it on youtube and it can get millions of views if it's good so it means that you don't need really some kind of age and some kind of you know uh, the circuit or anything yeah. if you're good you can so if you are good in a sense of if you have something to to say and if you have something to show so if you're a a 60 year old 70 year old performer who just yeah. started i know of this story i sadly don't remember the name of the person but it's a it's a, it's a man he was uh his wife died or something of old age he was like maybe 70 right. or something he spent his life as a if i'm not mistaken don't quote me on this as a professor or something like this so he had a lot of experience speaking and sharing stories and he had no stage fright he had no yeah. uh, and then he started doing stand-up uh-huh. and he did even festivals like uh, edinburgh fringe and so on so basically he just started talking about his whole life experience mm-hmm. and how the world looks to him now and how it looked before and like what is this instagram thing uh, and kind of being sweet old grandpa yeah with his perspective on life and he became instantly popular and loved because it's such a novelty yeah. thing you know it's such a novelty thing yeah, I think I think in a way, comedians, especially old comedians, have become the old wise man in the mountain, you know, that trope. But now it can be a man or it can be a woman. It can talk about the perspective. And in a way, they're kind of the historians as well because they're the ones who can be like, well, back in my day. But instead of sounding like an old fuddy-duddy where it's like, well, back in my day, things were better because of this and that. But because of the comedic mind, and we've discussed this before, where comedians, their way of seeing things and critiquing things, because it's part of the, the, the professional, it's part of the skill set that you have to develop, they're able to look back at their past and kind of notice the hypocrisy, say, yeah, okay, this part was good. However, that part was bad, you know? Like, the comedian would be the one who'd be like, oh, yes, the 1950s were a good time, if you were white you know they kind of point out that obvious hypocrisy there like you know if you're a middle class white person even a poor white person it was still much better than being any other minority during the 50s yes the golden era for white people was that period of time they would start pointing out the facts so they are saying that yes i felt more comfortable in the 50s things were better for me and that's just it they would realize it was for me but not for other people and that actually maybe now it's actually a better time because it's equally shit for everyone so you know it's it's like we're all dealing with crap but at least we're all aware of each other's crap and we're not denying it so it's like we can say you've got this issue you've got and i've got this issue and we've all got to kind of take care of each other we've got to be more aware and that's what i mean like that old person perspective the ability to see that sort of thing and to come because a young person cannot have that perspective well they it doesn't even if they do have that perspective it doesn't sound as touching or as real as an old person who's lived it would say it you know what i mean so i think that's the advantage of doing comedy as an older person even starting older i think yeah oh yeah the the older you are the more 
you have to say because you've lived yeah. more, you've seen more, you experienced more. Experience, and that's what Steve Stephen was saying when when he came visit. When he was saying, he's like, yeah, when you're older, because it is easy to have an opinion. Because I said that's what I, I think is easier for me. Because when I was younger, I wouldn't have had that. And he said, yeah, I agree. He's like, it is easier to have an opinion, and you kind of really quickly, you kind of you understand from what viewpoint you're going to say something from a lot quicker. Well, I so I would say that uh, as some kind of personal personal opinion and maybe personal mm. conclusion of this question personal answer to this question what is the right time to start stand-up i think it depends on the person first mm -hmm. of all person individual each person yeah. but i think it also depends on the context on the environment and the place where you are because yeah. i think if you want to start performing at 36 as you did or now at uh, whatever you are 42 yep if even if you started today if you start in a place that has the opportunity of to perform i don't know twice a day yeah and you would kind of so you would easily catch up on the stage skill? experience ah, on yeah. the skill yeah. yeah but you also have more to say you understand how to behave you understand how to present yourself and, and so on <laughs> so yeah and and there is there would be potential yeah. but if you are in, on, in, in a place like we are we are in moscow and as we discussed before market is quite limited and there is only so much you can do yeah and to actually earn from comedy and to make it like a full-time thing and in, in your actual profession and a job and so on i don't think it's even possible to do with english stand up in moscow today Mm. as it is not a, not even possible it's definitely not possible because yeah. i mean i am in the industry <laughs> and i know how much you can get paid for a gig how many shows you can do a month to yeah. to actually get paid and so on so in moscow it's just not possible which means that you always have to choose is it going to be a hobby i waste a lot of time and energy on sometimes even money or will i just turn to more kind of to my real job to my family to my like yeah. something other hobbies would i rather spend money just traveling or would i travel to perform and still lose money so uh, sadly i think our context doesn't allow us to to because when you're 17 or 23 you don't really have those restraints you don't have a no. job and family and you like your parents pay for your dormitory in, at university and you're you're gold and you can do comedy <laughs> for every, some people for even some, then for some of them some young people they, they've actually got a part-time job and they still have to pay for themselves so they're even less time and, and no yeah stuff, of but. course like fair fair play like some people yeah. but i mean while you're young you yeah. definitely have more time and more like well, energy and energy. So, you can do the part-time job study and do your passion project but later on yeah you have to choose yeah and then some priorities obviously trump other priorities yeah so that's why i think sadly in our situation in our on our market i do believe that there is the sooner you get into it the more options you have yeah. and with english i think you have in any case you have very limited options still in moscow with russian i see that if you people that started at 17 now they're 21 and they're brilliant comics but which means in it, five yeah. years they will have the whole world plus an opinion yeah plus an opinion to. yeah so but in markets where it's possible again i know of such stories of people who started at 60 70 after they kind of mm -hmm. already retired after their uh, partner spouse uh, i don't know past or just they i don't know ch children grow up and don't need like attention and care daily and etc etc they have enough 
time again yeah. and they have a platform to do it there are like shows every day where they can get paid enough to do it and yeah. so on so sadly i think yes on markets like ours uh, on scenes like ours there is a time when it's too late maybe to enter it or to, n- not to enter it too late to fully commit to it too mm-hmm. late to take it seriously okay. but i think in some places there is definitely it's definitely never too late and uh, again you can always use that like joker and sign up for something like i don't know britain's got talent and mm. be that sweet 85 year old comedian that's gonna get votes and and uh, support because you know you're just novelty yeah, so yeah. it's a sweet thing to do you know yeah. so yeah i would say here sadly it depends your your age it depends on your age how mm far you can go but in some places no especially again with like uh, with youtube with internet with tiktok and whatever you can be a 75 year old tiktok comedian and still make it yep yeah so for me my conclusion would be it's best to start as early as you can even without an opinion get that stage time like if you're in your 20s if you're teens and you're in your 20s you know doing the the bill hicks dave Chappelle, chris rock thing just get up there and have those dumb opinions just don't record it or put it on youtube uh, or anything like that at that point but yeah go up there do it and because of course you know like you said by the time you hit your mid-20s by the time you get to that you will have that experience you will be making you know how to brilliantly craft stories plus your ideas will start becoming a bit stronger at the same time there are some people who already are opinion at a young age they already have it i had a few friends like that where you're just like shit how do you know the right answers already and even looking back i'm like damn they, they were on the right side of that opinion like they just knew it so hey maybe you're one of those people um the only difference is as i was saying at the very beginning about like compared to being a musician it's actually never too late for stand-up comedy, I, I don't think. At least to do it even as just a hobby. It's never that too late. You can be the 60-year-old who gets on stage and people aren't going to look at you and go, oh my God, that is so embarrassing. Get the fuck off stage. You know, a 60-year-old man getting up going, hi, I'm going to be your your DJ for the night. People start looking at it a little bit like, uh, what? You know, that sort of thing. Or if you're getting up there going, I'm going to sing pop songs and be in a boy band. And like, you know, <laughs> it's one 60-year-old surrounded by 18-year-old and he's applying. You're like, no, you can't, dude. No, it's boy band. You have to be a boy, not, a, not an old man. We don't have that. So I think you can start whenever you want. But of course, the earlier you do, the sooner as you can, jump right into it. But, you know, hey, I have to believe that you can be a little bit older and maybe still make something or at least get something out of it. I don't think I'll ever be massive big or anything like that, but I want to be able to enjoy it and even get a little bit of like, I know I've done something and have some people go, yeah, yeah, no, no, I know who you are and I think your stuff is good. I'll be like, thank you. As you pointed out earlier, I am already massive and big. So I think I'm on the on the right track. Good for of you. Achieving this. Good for you. All right. So. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, and we hope you join us next time. I've been David Munoz. And I've been Igor Monday. Have a lovely evening, and ciao. Goodbye.